age. We're living in the prophetic age. I God versus Alice, God versus Satan. In the in the guise of Aleister Crowley, right? Or Aleister Crowley, his his <laughs> yes. uh, chief of staff. Aleister Crowley goes Satan. Aleister Crowley, then his the design. minions and followers of all. Yeah, his disciples, and then it goes Christ, the apostles, and then his disciples, right? So it's almost like it's a it's two different hierarchies. Does that make sense? It does. And your latest book, you know, order about the order of the nine angles, the um, global death cult really gets into another angle regarding that, which I, th I found very fascinating, which I think we can tie into this talk tonight. Excellent. Well, Mike, thanks for coming back. And we, I can't remember the last time we talked. I know we've talked about GK Chesterton. I think you've interviewed you. I posted some of our old discussions up and I uh, just reached out. I heard you had another child. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And um, I, I can hear you. There's a little bit of a glitch coming to me, but that might not affect your audience. Uh, just let me know if I'm glitching out because then then we might it's have okay. an issue. But well, how am I we'll sounding just, so far? Sound good to me. Um, for people who hadn't heard your name or heard, heard have not heard our last talks that I posted on William Ramsey, Ramsey Investigates, can you give kind of a retrospective of your work and what you're up to now? Yes, sir. So we first connected in about 2018. And I was just coming from Taiwan, I did an extensive uh, missionary conquest across Asia and around the world with the, the infamous, but in many ways, very effective uh, children of God cult, but uh, learned some very good street witnessing tactics and uh, a lot of kind of more fringe mystic uh, exposure there, I guess you could say. And I, I got in touch with the fringe radio network, Johnny McMahon, Iron Show, everybody from Future Quake back in the day, and was just invited to do sort of my own podcast thing, which um, with Spirit Wars enabled me to really to meet some of my, my heroes and stars, such as yourself. And that has become kind of like the next level of what I think of as the internet mission field. Um, with an understanding of all the occult stuff, the Illuminati garbage and the, uh, you know, the brainwashing and the fake news bringing in to the table, um, more of a spiritual warfare edge of, of wanting to win souls and to push against the principalities and powers of darkness, which we, we all, we all know that they govern, uh, everything behind the scenes, but very few shows will, will, uh, consistently address that topic so um it's been it's been quite a, an adventure just uh world traveling and going to hawaii and since we did that show in hawaii i think i moved like three times we went to the jungles of the volcano we did homesteading out there um managed to make it back to the states uh, mainland side and san diego and now to north carolina and all along the way i mean we we get some donations um, through Patreon, which I appreciate very much, but we've just kind of taken all kinds of little jobs here and there, my wife and I, and paid the bills. And I've just been able to experience meeting people who are hungry that you, you would never meet them anywhere else besides, you know, if you worked in a kitchen or got a job as a FedEx driver or whatever landscaping, you, you get to meet people. One of, one of the funny gigs that I had with Peter Goodgame 
the landscape guy had actually worked for Je- Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, so get out of town! He was kind of wow. a creepy, creepy dude. Um, and he said, "Epstein still owes me money. I can't tell you how Stin." Um, you just—it's just been an adventure, and that's why my internet presence is kind of a mess. I haven't really managed to publish a a, a very good book just because my book is still being written. Um, but but God is really faithful, and He's the God of miracles, and He's. He's been prepping us for these days that we're stepping into with lockdowns and more lockdowns. Um, I get knocked down everywhere I go live, try to do the TikTok thing, the YouTube thing. Even today, before I was live with you, I already got another strike on one of my little channels that hasn't been totally deleted yet. Just for just for saying that the election was rigged. You know, that's you can't even say that or they immediately, uh, you know, they reviewed your content carefully within two milliseconds and decided it was against our standards of truth. So it's, it's been just kind of a machine gun firing into the ethernet. And then I get a lot of response from new believers who are hungry to become spiritual warriors. And that's, that's been my honor has been able to, to pass My grandfather, Don Basham worked with Derek Prince and they focused a lot on this kind of evangelism, but building up of disciples and the spiritual warfare. He wrote 13 books about the Holy Spirit. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Derek Prince. I just came from the 50th anniversary over in Charlotte. And um, there's just a lot of good news on the kingdom front and prophecy front that uh, I think it'll really enlighten your audience because we're just, we're so bombarded by the dark side constantly. Yeah. And um, I just want to be one of those voices that shows up with the the plans of the death star to let you know you know we've we're still going to to attack their next enemy base so um let me ask you this question michael who was Derek prince for people who don't know well Derek prince is he's already passed for a couple decades but he is probably one of the most famous foundational scholarly british uh teachers he kind of sounds like Obi-Wan. My grandfather looked like Obi-Wan, but but Derek Prince sounded like him. He says, let, let us continue in five facets of the Holy Spirit in your life. And, and and it's very foundational. It's something that, you know, you wouldn't really camp out at forever, but his teachings have inspired a whole new generation already for 60 years now, but or 50 years, but, but in this specific last few years, I'm seeing all these new believers pick up on his teachings because there's just, they're so grounding and yet, um, open to a living walk with God, hearing his voice, gifts of the Holy spirit, the whole nine yards deliverance. Um, but you just can't argue with the guy, um, in many ways, sort of like GK Chesterton, you just either just don't listen to him, you know, or you agree with him. Because they don't really leave a whole lot of room for uh, debate. It's just the, the scriptures. Well, Prince was a giant. X, Y, and Z. Right. Yeah, he was a giant. Yeah. I mean, 50 yeah, porn books, 600 audio, 100 videos. Pentecostal, so he definitely believed in the spirit and everything like that. And then opposed to yes. replacement theology, which is interesting. He was a part of the, the famous, infamous Fort Lauderdale Five group, which started the whole covenant shepherding movement in the 70s to late 80s um along with Ern Baxter and Don Basham and a few other guys which um 
it kind of got out of hand, but it was a very strong force to be reckoned with. If you ever want to do a show about that, it would be an interesting topic. Yeah. But sure. when that fell apart, he went on to, um, to just continue his own ministry. And when he died, the people that were in charge of it were thinking they just close up shop. My uncle goes in and he basically just totally renovated the whole thing, got the sponsors secured and it's just, blazing trails around the world there's like 50 something bases for Derek prince around the world um wow. they're they're just doing a great job and three of my aunts are also working with them so it was kind of a weird oh, wow. uh, a weird reunion <laughs> a few weeks ago to go and there see is, that and i'm just the like kind of the prodigal yeah there is a lot of pentecostals in florida right i mean i, I feel like there's a lot of pentecostal big time preachers in florida is that true Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of great churches all over the place. Uh, haven't been to too many recently, but my parents, they've been in Naples for the last 30 years and um, they've definitely been going in and out of, of quite a number of those types of churches. It's just, it's hard to know what's a real church these days because of the masks and the mandates and the lockdowns and the, you know, it's, you might have a really solid, good spirit filled church, but then you find out they're five hundred one C three, and they're just going to go along with whatever you know the next government garbage is. So, uh, but there's a great there's a great community of Christians that are exiting the building, and they're finding their feeding their spiritual feeding online, uh, and that's where Derek Prince Ministries is really shown. So your family's involved with Derek Prince, and you went to the fiftieth anniversary of his ministry. Can you talk about that? What it was like traveling there, and what it was like attending? Very emotional. Um, so my my grandfather passed away at a relatively young age, and his five children uh, kind of went into disarray, and his thirty grandchildren, of which I'm the only grandson that that he ever met with the name the Basham name, and so I didn't really know about the connection with Derek Prince that they were best friends. That Derek Prince could be Derek Prince with the Bashams and kind of joke around a little bit. And, um, you know, if you've, anybody's listened to me, you can tell, like I was raised by preacher's kids. So we're kind of a goofy bunch, right, but so to son. be there and to meet the staff and to see their base, to see their publication offices and warehouses and really nice offices. And man, I mean, they, their funding is just really good. The donations, um, and I felt a sense of, of um, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it was very beautiful and enlightening. And there were they're they're trying to pass the baton to new leadership, you know. So you've got like kind of like a Star Trek, the next generation type thing. Like you have a younger Captain Kirk and a Doctor Spock. You can see that already taking place. And then you could say I'm like one of the younger. Of Derek Prince, and we're sitting there having Mexican food and making jokes. And I ordered the big beer in in order to share it with everybody else. Is like this huge, you know, like three pint size, ridiculous glass. The waitress didn't know that I'd been sharing it with everybody, and it's gone in like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'll have another one of those, and we're all cracking up and just being goofy. And um, you know, I made the joke, hey, I'll wear the shirt that says Don Basham was the coolest of the Fort Lauderdale Five. You know, at the Derek Prince thing. It was, we had a great time, but of caution that I had is just that could all 
evaporate in a second where you have wrong leadership, things can just disappear in a heartbeat. So I felt like, um, you know, it's really something to pray for to keep Derek Prince uh, ministries rolling. Uh, just, just keep them in your prayers, but it's just, it's, if, if I've ever seen a mothership of church right now, it would be Derek Prince ministries right now. So it was very encouraging. And a lot of the Basham family were there. A lot of my aunts, I was there with my dad. Nice. It looks like this guy, Derek Publishing Prince, is finding whatever they can because this is it. Is it. I mean, this is the prophetic age. These prophecies are really coming to pass. And, right. um, you know, if you look at the at the the side of things, I would say more of your vein of research goes, you see this kind of culmination and the rise of the end time church. And there's this confrontation going on. There's less and less gray area. You know, libs of TikTok, you look at the, the social media yeah. all day, it's just there are no places where you can hide anymore. You're either pro everything weird and destruction of children's. Yeah, the libs of TikTok are off the charts. I don't think you even need to know what it was like to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. You just have to watch that, like just the most deranged thinking and weird clothing. Well, it's just off the charts. Well, we're, we're seeing the fall of um, Rome in fast motion with uh, St. Augustine, City of God. It was it was all this blatant sex garbage and the eunuchs and the, the plays and the uh, they were trying to blame the Christians. Oh, Mike just dropped off. So this guy, Derek Prince, is a very interesting guy. I didn't really know much about him. I'm just kind of reading over his stuff. But he seems to have uh, been, you know, very involved in Israel. So he stayed and died in Jerusalem. So he's originally uh, very well educated at Eton. I think he was a student of Greek and Latin. Then he went to Cambridge. So this guy had a, looks like he had a first, like, exposed to a first-rate education. But... Uh, yeah, really fascinating. So I, I actually, honestly, I, I don't know much about the Pentecostalism or Pentecostalists, so I don't know. Um, yeah, you just dropped off there, Mike. I don't want, I've never actually heard this guy's name, Derek Prince. So it's interesting to read about him. Yeah, a lot of people, they, uh, they'll be like, Joseph Prince? I'm like, no, not the cool Asian dude with the, the hip hop haircut. Right. I admitted to thinking that when you said that. I admit to everybody that. says that. Yeah, cool. Okay, I see the graphics there. Hey, Beth Lemon. So you have we're live right now. Cool. We are live. People are interacting. We have listeners. Um, so yeah, so I was just saying that Derek Prince, very well educated guy, 50 books. Like this is a you know, like a first rate mind, like Eaton, um, Cambridge. He kind of got things. I would like to see the titles of his books. Have you read any of his books? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, for new Christians, I would definitely recommend getting them on a healthy dose of Derek Prince, any book, pretty much. I mean, they're just straight up spirit filled Bible studies, 
just really practical from a seasoned Bible scholar, Greek scholar, totally just the best bread and butter Christianity you can possibly get. Um, not exactly where I stay for any length of time because I want to still go and have uh, some more of the fringy, mystic-y experiences. And I'm, I'm very interested in what God is showing us right now in the dream realm and prophetic and um, how to face this. Like they did, for instance, Derek Prince didn't know anything about Aleister Crowley or uh, Book of Enoch or they did. They just that wasn't their forte. And um, that was a little bit uh, after the advent of the Internet. I think that was more prolific, accessible, but, yeah, um, more accessible. No doubt. Exactly. But you and Derek would have gotten along just great. I think you would have really appreciated uh, <laughs> talking to you. It looks interesting. I mean, this guy's definitely kind of spirit, uh, you know, non-materialist. There's something else going on. There's other things. That... Look at this. This is just published. This must be an older book that got republished. Beast of the Lamb, discerning the nature that determines your destiny. That sounds a very timely topic and ties into kind of our theme, right? And just for your audience, if anybody's like, strapped for cash and you want to get one of those books you can write the ministry and they will send you free copies you didn't hear that from me but i am his his best friend's grandson so maybe we can get away with it but they just they just give these books away like i've got piles of that specific book and the beast and the lamb are it's a series of studies that does not it's not like a hal Lindsay end time study it's really getting into the the psychology of what is this beast system compared to God's end time church and God's people. And it's more about identity. And like you said, it's immaterial. It's um, it's really grounding you so that you know, that you know, that you know that you are in God's kingdom and you're in the will of God. Cause the internet is so full of just wishy-washy here today, gone tomorrow kind of preaching that um, his, sermons and his books have really been a grounding factor in fact if you go on tiktok and type in Derek prince there's just millions and millions of videos that new believers are putting on and that's another bit of good news i'd like to share with the audience is that there's a huge harvest of new christians and they're just coming out of the woodwork i mean i don't know who's training these people but they're just they're all jacked up and good to go and they want to share the gospel and they want to be a part of god's end time army that's it why do you think that is they're just hearing a message or something or they see the signs of the times? Well, the lockdown really caused a lot of people to just get on their knees and wake up. Even kind of lackadaisical Christians, they started to realize that this is this is not normal. Um, I better just start seeking the Lord. And, you know, they, they realized they were getting into antidepressants and alcoholism and um, too much entertainment. And then as, meanwhile, you see that, you see your neighbors everywhere getting sick from these vaccines and you see the government getting more and more creepy and more and more shootings and trying to take the guns and just everything bad, you know, world war three, suddenly the, the Nazis of Ukraine are the good guys for some reason. Right. And, right. You know, like everything from the last just six months, it's in itself is overwhelming. But from the last two years, there's, there's been really, um, I think there's been a, a slow, but, um, an honest repentance back to the Lord. And so a lot of these people, regardless of age, they're like 
baby Christians and they're taking to, you know, TikTok of all places. That place is exploding with new Christians. I know it's a horrible, horrible app, but I can't count how many people on there are just sharing their faith. And they're, they're like, let me show you this scripture. It's Romans 8.28. All things work out together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, and they're reading it as if they're reading it for the first time because and they're treating it with so much like this is a, a tr precious treasure. So um, a prophet by the name of Bob Jones, not the famous pastor guy, but a, more of a mystical prophet, spoke that there would be a billion harvest, a billion souls would be saved right preceding the, the entire um, the Antichrist government. And around this time leading into that, we would see a billion souls I've really um, wondered about the tent revival thing coming back because I think the enemy is already like good at just infiltrating anything like that. But I don't think they were expecting the internet to be such a place, a breeding ground for people to fellowship and share their faith, even just for a temporary moment before having their channels pulled off. Right. And uh, I'm just seeing a huge awakening right now. And wow. it's, it's really precious to watch. It's like another internet awakening. You have the, different four different awakenings so-called awakenings in the state and then the fifth one where people put all this new information together where they didn't have it before but now they can see and sift and uh you know separate the chaff from the wheat so to speak i think in a way that you weren't able to do during the internet without the internet would you agree with that oh absolutely i mean it's basically the modern romans road you know why did they why did god wait until the Romans had built these incredible um, transportation systems that are still there to this day, you know, a lot of them uh, to send his son. So the gospel could be preached. And I think likewise, in a way, the enemy, he, what the enemy meant for evil, um, it's really turned into a double-edged sword where now like all these, these new believers are getting their, I mean, I used to just grab these Don Basham tapes, whatever tapes I could get and listen to them and they'd be precious. Imagine having the internet when you're a new believer and just having unlimited sermons. I mean, it's up to you. How much do you want to grow your faith? It's all available. So it's definitely an amazing and fellowshipping. Like I get to talk to you via, right. you know, stream yards and we get to share with your awesome audience too. I'm so excited to see that I had to start following your live streams. I've been really behind. Um, yeah, well. Even find it easier little, to use. Yeah. It's great. It is. It is a great stream. I, I people have been telling me to get on uh, Streamyard. It's really good. Stream. And it's better. Here it is, Mike. It's yeah. better than Zoom and better than Skype calls because then it stays. And once I'm done with this, it gets distributed, so I can't really okay. be censored like I could in the past. So I have it set up where I go to Twitter, Facebook, and then it immediately gets sent to rumble and odyssey so youtube can't pull the plug on me like they did my last channels so i'm really kind of come back in with a more infiltration mentality like i'm using youtube they're never going to use me ever well you're you're really smart with uh, not getting banned off of there so uh <laughs> well, i already me. had one strike i had one strike for i got uh i got a strike for insult a bullying elite sex traffickers 
bullying elite sex traffickers. Yes. You, how could you do that? Those poor sex traffickers. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I'm just That's, really I mean, weird. they might as well just say that they're like, yeah, we're bad guys. We're pedophiles. Yeah. You're not allowed to bully the pedophiles. We're pedo supporters. That's what we're doing. You know, it's unbelievable. Like I've done so many shows and that's the one strike that I got was bullying elite sex traffickers, underage sex traffickers. Well, so I, I I didn't realize you were broadcasting on YouTube. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said everything that just got me. Doesn't matter. Struck, I don't care. So, like I said, I'm using YouTube. They're not going to use me, so they can cancel this channel. I'll just go to William Ramsey version three. They don't even pay out that much anyway. They don't they don't run ads on my shows, and they think I'm not fit for their advertisers. But the podcast arena definitely runs ads on my shows. So, I actually, would just say to the audience who's listening. The best place to listen to my show isn't on YouTube. It's to, on any place where you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. And and that's where I've been listening to you religiously the last three or four years, um, doing all kinds of uh, adventures in Hawaii and listen to just some of the most interesting. I mean, the guests you have on and you, ha- you somehow you have time to read all their books before they come on. You ask the most interesting questions They're They're all so happy to be on your show. I can I can just sense how honored they feel. Uh, to speak with an intellectual man of your caliber being um, very blessed and honored. So just you have a lot of grace to deal with the dark side and uh, hats off to you for that, because I mean, it's, it's also, it drives both ways. Yeah. It works both ways too. Cause I'm very fortunate to have them come on my show and it's a kind of a honors and, and respect for the guests when you read their book you know so like you're taking time to see what they wrote and spent time on thinking that they thought it was important enough to write a book so you should probably just read through it and see what, at least get a gist of what's going on and you and you know what it takes to write a proper book regarding a subject that maybe you have to dig around more than the usual topic um the order of nine angles the um global death book cult. that you were the global death death call i've uh, gotta say like the amount of research that you did and the actual the quotations and the dialogue between people from michael aquino's gross little thing and um and the 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 order and just to see like their pride and their hubris and their kind yeah. of yeah. I, I it was like it's like listening to something straight out of screw tape letters you know yeah. like they, the demons hate each other but they kind of have to work together because they have the same lord but they just all hate each other right. <laughs> it's like it's so true it's amazing. like an ugly group of like witches and see how their dialogue is oh my oh, yeah, god you're not good enough you guys aren't really good enough but i am and yes you're, you're right totally right I'm the most evil of them all. No, right. I'm more evil. I have 57 points of evil beyond you. I was just cracking up listening to that while I was taking these beautiful jogs in San Diego in the in the hills and the, the uh, hike and bike trails. And I would take it and listen to it on my Kindle. And I had to just stop and, and laugh because some of the scenes were just so outrageous. But they take themselves so seriously, man. They're really serious. Yes. Like that's the one thing. And that actually ties into something that c.s lewis said is the devil hates to be mocked or something wasn't it make the devil hates to be made fun of i think right. it's either in screw tape or one of those yeah and that's just the way we will well, no i want to yeah. i have i have a little bit left lewis, to yeah. read on there and oh you want to yeah. talk do about show on lewis C.S. Lewis, yeah, yeah. At some point, but... yes uh, that reminds me there's a really fantastic 
uh, it's Jay Dyer. He's an Orthodox Christian. He's this young, cool looking Orthodox. I've met Jay. I've met Jay. I've shook Jay's hand. I know. No way. Oh, that's so good. Well, they've just been on fire recently and they're tackling all these subjects and they're also bringing up a whole new generation of uh, a younger uh, more of the orthodox inclined um, army of believers and they're just doing a fantastic job his girlfriend did a show yesterday about elon musk that just named probably 15 or 20 different factoids about elon that are extremely occult which uh, i'd never heard before so uh, I forget her channel's name. It's like Jamie Walden or something like that. But she's yeah. done a great job with that. And uh, sorry about that. She did a really good job on. I think she like analyzed all the Disney movies and realized they were all kind of had very similar things. Like the mother, the daughter's father's never around, so they're all empty. And then there's like an evil mother or stepmother. Like the themes oh, really? are incredible. Yeah, the subtle elements of Disney. Are terrifying when you look at them all together. Like the dad's never around. There's never a father present. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Really true. yeah. Oh, that's okay. So you're up on, and of course yeah, you know so Jamie. Jamie. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's Jamie Dyer. I think they're married. But I forgot her maiden name. Well, so there's there's definitely um, a huge awakening taking place. It's a lot of it is the the hard, painstaking work and effort of heroes such as yourself. And now it's like being consistent and not giving up at the end of all this stuff because people can get tired and burnt out after just a few years of this and then you have to realize that help is on the way you know reinforcements are coming to take on the torches that we've lit and i mean in many ways i've taken on some of your guys's torches and i'm sort of the new guy but i, I was just on the phone with johnny mcmahon about the fringe radio network which i i help run and it's it's all done by volunteer basis and there's times where, because I've been moving so much, I can't do a whole lot. Um, one of our newer podcasters, Daniel X, um, the Ministry X podcast, he's just been running the feed. You know, he puts on the, the latest Sarah Westall or, you right. know, View from the Bunker and all these guys. And he just came out of nowhere and he's willing to put in the hours. He's not getting paid. And just to, to keep the ball rolling, to keep the fringe cool. radio network um, still out there and relevant. Yeah, I'll put a link to the French Radio Network in the show notes. And there's a lot of he's had more. Johnny's gotten more guests or more contributors. So it's I I have it on my podcast feed. So whenever I see something, Sarah Westall does a great job too. But whenever I see something that I find interesting, I listen to it. And that brings me to uh, when I first got to San Diego. I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. I know we no, that's we okay. Dedicated to good. one topic, but We're just touching base. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get to um, maybe we can get to that tragedy and hope uh, book at some point too. I yeah. throw the tragedy There's and hope a... book at you, and it's like a thousand pages, and you're, and you're like, you're the type of guy that would try to read the whole book I'll first. Try. Try. <laughs> like, hey, Everlasting Man wasn't long enough for you. Oh, um, dude, that was. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, is that you could the, the length of a book doesn't matter if you're T.K. Chesterton, where every paragraph is has multifacets and is very um, thick, verbose, you know, prose. You, I've, I found myself reading Chesterton two or three times, a paragraph, which I don't wow. do with some other books. Yeah. Trying to get all wow. the gist of it. Yeah. 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 Well, you can never get enough of, uh, of his books in your brain. And 
obviously uh, eugenics and other evils. I've been reading that on my show off and on. And it's just, he speaks directly to forced vaccination, everything that, oh, sorry, the jabby wabby, everything Dr. Fauci's been talking about. It's all in there in wow. eugenics and other evils. So, I mean, this was a plan that was obviously a hundred years ago. They were already putting it out there. Um, forced vaccine. It's a uh, mandate. It's not force. It's a mandate. Right. So they right. use the right words to try to convince you. So they don't use, you know, or just have a mandate and it's all for your betterment. How is Super how good. is the situation in L.A., by the way, with the uh, they brought back, back the masks? To I don't know. I'm, I'm totally done with it. I don't know what the larger situation. I don't keep apprised of the news, so I don't know. I really don't. I'm done with COVID I, or, you know, all that stuff. Okay. I'm not afraid. And I got really sick in January, took some ivermectin, and uh, I never looked back. I just don't wear a mask, and I don't care. So I'm just like, what's the big deal? But you they're not sick, locking you know, people down again or anything like not that? Not to my knowledge. I hope not. Okay. I'm not or going you just, through You're not leaving your house enough to know. <laughs> probably. I think it's too many interviews. <laughs> yeah, that's probably might be the case. Too much reading. I mean, sometimes it feels like I'm inside a lot, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't need to, I'm just kind of have an independent job, which I like. So, uh, some of this, I don't, I'm trying to become totally inoculated. The real inoculation I want is to be inoculated from all the propaganda and lies and mind control and social engineering. That's really my goal. I can't see you, uh, falling for any of that. Not with that many books about Aleister Crowley that you put out there and and interviews about uh, narcissists and serial murderers and things like that. I've done some dark, I've looked into the dark stuff, man. That's pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty grim. All, a lot of the stuff is fairly recent. A lot of these school shootings only in the last 40 years. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, look up, look up Project Deep Dream. Have you ever heard of Deep Dream? No. Yeah, don't look it up. Let's see if Project Deep Dream pops Project up. Project Deep Dream. Yeah, they're trying to like, Using the internet to mind control people. Oh wow! Yeah. Kind of like an MK Ultra using AI. Yeah, I think that we're already way past you know Stranger Things type of MK Ultra. I think now with the cell phones yeah. and they've been able to just basically mind control the youth, especially, but just about everybody, to where they can do they can just almost flip a switch and people are like a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that mass that mass uh, what is it mass formation of psychosis was real. I don't think that was fake. Yes, so I think yes, that, yes. That they scared people. You see, and they're still actually applying it. Like the White House actually put out that thing: if you don't get vaccinated, you're looking forward to a summer of death and destruction. Like they're really oh, wow. pushing the fear on people. Yeah, and 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 Biden's totally part of the new world order. I mean, he's he's made speeches on it back when he was actually semi uh understandable but yeah <laughs> not yes. a good situation <laughs> yeah so painful to even watch that guy hey i oh. wanted to mention your your q interview is just amazing the last couple interviews oh, you did um nice. and i be, before we get sidetracked i just wanted to mention that one thing that i've i've noticed since coming back to the states and meeting all these christians some of them were pro Q and on, and I've interviewed, um, praying medic. He's one of the big Q guys before he was in the Q. And I just wanted to say that I, I really, as far as prophecy goes, that there, there was not just a hijacking of the Liberty movement 
through QAnon, but also a hijacking of the prophecy, like real prophecy movement in America through Q, because wow. there's there's a lot of legit prophecy coming out about a coming civil war and a you know destruction of the dollar and people you know such states seceding and then there being a great revival, but it it can sound a little bit like one of the Q posts, and that's yeah. that's concerning to me that all the all of the the true prophets of God who have been you know we're talking Rick Joyner's successor for the Morning Star Ministries, um, several similar prophets. I'm not saying they're hundred percent batting average, but there's definitely a hope for this country coming into this dark storm that we're going through, not just trust the plan or whatever. God's going to do everything. No, it's going to be a repentance. It's going to be a coming to grips with the sin in the land and right. people really humbling themselves, coming back to God. And, and um, there's just been this migration out of the cities where people are just all around moving to homesteads. I just moved to another homestead with nice. my family. So good for you, man. You're in the um, right place. I would, uh, dude, I dream of, that's what I dream about. That's my daydream is trying to find a homestead place. But no, that's really fascinating. You say that, Mike, because it makes me think that almost any authentic social movement in this country where groups of people get together, there is, it will be subverted by Washington, D.C. or infiltrated. So any kind of movement, whether it's Tea Party, whether it's, you know, uh, some kind of gun movement, everything gets infiltrated. And they pay, you know, the FBI pays half a billion dollars a year for informants. So it's not a surprise that QAnon, whatever it was, you know, probably from its inception was fake because I can tell you it's fake because the first QAnon drop was Hillary Clinton will be arrested, uh, which never happened. Wow. So you have to dis you have to kind of dispense your rationality to believe in QAnon. And a lot of people have dispensed their rationality. So, but yeah, everything right now that groups of people to get together, there's going to be feds even into the authentic Christian movement. So that's a warning to uh, anybody. Like it's a snitch cult. It's not really, it's, it's as bad, I would say as Soviet Russia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not, not even a question. Yeah. 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 In so fact, like, do you, you ever go to Russia today? Like now Russia has such a high ground morally than I don't want to get you in trouble, but no, lo okay. looking at what they're talking about on their news, it's almost like they're, uh, they're like a Christian country in a lot of ways. Not that more so than us. Or anything, but more so it's than really us. weird. They're fighting Nazis right now that we're supporting. Like, how does that? My brain has yeah. real trouble comprehending that. Like, what the what the heck? And there's these people have son and rats. That confuses gender. You're you're fined hundreds of thousands of dollars or something. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we. I believe we, it because it's. Yeah. It's just a shifting of the balance and, you know, it, to look at prophecy again, Babylon, America, Babylon, if you take the book of Jeremiah, God raised up these enemies that were actually more righteous than Israel right. to come and invade and take over Israel to punish the wicked people of God, supposedly. And the, I think not everybody in Israel was wicked. So a lot of them got taken safely away, but we could almost see like a, a revived Russian empire with like a Orthodox Christian flag and uh, even a China that, you know, there's more Christians in China than anywhere else. It's not like all the Chinese are out to get everybody. I've done mission work in China. They, a lot of them just, they want, 
they want to be American. <laughs> they, they, they love America, but they, they might have to join in with Russia in an invasion. Um, I interviewed Benjamin Baruch a number of times, and he thinks that America's going to get invaded by Russia and China, and it'll look like it's the end, and then America will repent, and God will step in and deliver America at the last second. But um, there's just a lot of possibilities on the table, so we could go. Well, no, but I do think you going to the old, yeah, I do think you going to the Old Testament is important because that's really the real thing: is repent, fall on your knees, go through that process. Because this country today, it's a mess. I mean, yeah, I mean, who would have ever thought like gender reassignment surgery or any of the stuff that's going on and is allowed? And if you disagree with it, you're a bigot. It's unbelievable. These are these are decisions that people can't return. And giving thought to somebody like you can't have a simple contract until you're 18, but you can supposedly have gender reassignment surgery. Wow, that's just off the charts. It's so wicked. It's off the charts. And then a lot of these, if you want to get into transgendered, a lot of these so-called transgendered really aren't transgendered. The men who are really just transvestites. 90% of the so-called transgendered men have not removed their male genitalia. So think about that. So I'm a woman. It's just a destruction of yeah. gender concept, in general. Gender concept. In general. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we know where it's leading. And it's just, in the end, it's the destruction of the human race. And um, yeah. all carbon, there's a prophecy in the Bible that says, if those days should not be shortened, no life should remain on earth. So they've declared war on not just on humans, but on all carbon life, including animals and plants. Um, there's like less bugs than there's ever been in a lot of areas too. Like, have you noticed there's like, there used to be all these bugs everywhere. I mean, in Hawaii, I noticed a lot, but I remember like driving around in Florida or anywhere in the Midwest and where I am right now, it's like, you still have like a lot of bugs and it's already the middle of summer and there's hardly any bugs. That's weird. Um, there's just a, a plan to just destroy all life on this planet. It's one of the greatest prophecies I've ever heard is that coming towards the end of time, there will be no shelter where life can be left alive except under the umbrella of Jesus Christ. So your house, if you are a believing Christian, you will be as a tree, as a shelter from the storm. And it says just to separate yourself from the world and the righteous we kind of hide ourselves during the time of the wicked in power, but you will just see the destruction of your, of the wicked. A thousand will fall on your right hand and 10,000 on your left hand. It will not come nigh. It will not come nigh thee, but it's going to be like Pharaoh and Moses all over again. You're just going to see the destruction of this evil pagan, all the Aleister Crowley witchcraft stuff, just popping up all over the place. Like everywhere I go, there's weird new age witchcraft places and, Every other store is a smoke shop and a tattoo parlor, and it's just like a totally right. degraded society. It's and uh, it happened I mean, fast. I mean, I to know, see I it happen in your lifetime, yeah, see it happen in your yeah. lifetime is really something. Oh, and I went to LA too, and it was great. I can see why the traffic is so like you can't go anywhere more than 10 miles, and it takes 45 minutes. <laughs> like, pretty interesting. We went to Hollywood, I drove by the Viper Room. Which was interesting. Right. Totally black. Yeah. Uh, black bar, you know, Johnny Depp's Keanu Reeves uh, commemorating River Phoenix and all that, that little place. And um, 
I just felt so empty. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect. First time to Hollywood. It's like, there's like nothing here. <laughs> it's not but, that uh, great. Well, a lot of people are underwhelmed when they see Hollywood Boulevard. They're like, this looks like kind of a shelled out shell shocked. Besides just a bunch of bums and runaways and. Yeah. You got all the same tourists from, you know, Waikiki and, you know, Vegas and Miami and you just roll. But I've, I feel like, like Vegas, LA used to have a lot of flair and a lot of really cool places to go and a lot of interesting beaches. And I'm sure there's still some of it left, but you could just sense that um, a lot of the virtue is just kind of being taken elsewhere. I guess there's pockets, there's pockets of LA that are really nice. Well, you're there, so you're keeping it well, up. Oh, well, there's a little bit, you know, you got to go to certain places, but certain places about it's, it's overpop. I'm not like really a, a you, you like a depopulation person, person, but you have to put limits on people in cities because the infrastructure just isn't there to handle it. The infrastructure in LA is not made for the amount of people that are here, which is why you said it takes forever to drive anywhere. So like when I leave LA, I leave at 6 a.m. I just get out. Oh, wow. If everybody's asleep, that's when I'm moving. But yeah, it's a, not an ideal. So it's it's more of a dystopia than a utopia in LA, in my opinion. But certain parts of it, the weather's great. Well, overall, beautiful city. It was really, it was really cool to see it finally. And um, I helped a, a friend of mine move. His son had passed away just a few days before I got there. Oh, and so I was there to just help him unpack and or pack up all of his son's stuff. And we went to Ventura and we had a U-Haul and the people in the neighborhood were salivating, staring at this U-Haul. Like, where did you get that? Because you can't get U-Hauls. Like everybody's trying to leave. <laughs> They're so all it, in Idaho or Texas or something like that. Yeah. It was kind like, of funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, Hey, I got to get running here. Cause I'm actually okay, sure. in the downtown studio where we're about to show a Tom Horn, Steve Quayle documentary. So we're Sweet. doing like a little local outreach. Nice. every friday night here and um which uh documentary is it i'm not totally sure tonight's but it's been like all the fallen angel kind of the the weird structures down in, in south america and uh giants and nephilim just all the fun crazy stuff that it seems more and more that all the conspiracy theories have come true probably those will end up being true as well so yeah no doubt mike where's the best place people can reach out to you if they want to talk to you or listen to your talks. I know you have a lot of talks under spirit wars. Yeah. And I'm in the process of um, putting consolidating in one place. Cause I've had four websites now get totally deleted. So um, never trust WordPress if you're somebody like me, but I made, I made a website by hand and it doesn't look like much and it needs to be updated, but it has all my links to everything. And you know, uh, emails and YouTube's things and TikTok things. And it's called faithbucks.com. Instead of Starbucks, you know, faith bucks. Uh, and that's not a cryptocurrency. So don't, I'm not trying to. That's good. Um, so that's, that's probably the easiest thing. So faithbucks.com. And I'm also, if you guys are interested in some of these sermons that we've been talking about, you know, Derek Prince is very prolific. If you are interested in Don Basham, I am in the process of posting all of the Don Basham sermons that I've painstakingly transferred from tape cassette two mp3 and those are all on a podcast just don basham which nice. should pop up if you write don basham it's like don basham powerhouse teachings as well as a few other things that i'm posting so um thank Keeping you so much lot. that's good yeah good yeah uh, thanks a lot man it's great to talk with you again catch up and uh people can go back and look through william ramsey investigates and see the old 
Mike Basham discussions we've had, attempted understanding GK Chesterton. And we've talked, I think we talked about Crowley once or something. I can't remember. I've done too many interviews, but there's two or three out there, at least on my side. You were the first person to alert about Crowley having some interface with Chesterton, even if it was indirect. And that just blew my socks off. Yeah. Yeah. I included that in profit of evil because Chesterton read Crowley's poetry and said, Oh, this guy's not too bad. He probably didn't know how evil Crowley was, but at least he uh, acknowledged. And then I think Crowley wrote, wrote him something back. I got to go back and look at that, but Mike Basham, thanks so much for your time. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a great Cheers. day. Great night. You too. You as well. Bless Take you care. guys. Stay there. Stay there. Bless you.